Hello everybody and welcome back to Discerning Consciousness. I'm your host Ant and once again today I'm joined by my co-host Mike. Hello Mike. Hi there, nice to be here again. Thank you very much. Um, so today what we're going to talk about is the dreaded coronavirus or COVID-19, uh, the survival guide, how you can thrive during these crazy and extraordinary times. Because I think, a bit like you Mike, uh, we've both been feeling kind of, word or phrase I use is Covided out or jaded. Yeah, um, cabin yeah. fever a bit. Yeah, it's um, <coughs> in the last two or three days. I've when I've been looking at my uh, go-to sites like uh, Max Egan or David Icke and various other YouTube uh, channels, uh, Mike, I've been feeling that we're all they're all sort of maybe even our listeners are feeling that we're covering the same kind of ground. And that's what I mean by jaded. It's like yeah. we're looking for this new information. We co- we keep going to our go-to sources. And it's like, is that the best you got? I've heard that. And is that? And what we wanted to do in today's episode is just um, just really discuss things in terms of yeah, how you can make sense of what's going on, and as, as I just said, to to thrive really and to keep your sanity. What do you what do you make of that? <laughs> Yeah, I definitely need to keep my sanity in these times. It's um, been fairly difficult with the lockdown. Yeah. Um, you know, especially if you're being furloughed, you're not working still. So you're still furloughed, yeah. Aren't you? Yeah. And the other thing also, uh, which I'm sure a lot of our listeners can relate to, uh, it's not just that feeling of uh, paralysis. What can we do in this situation? Because so much is changing out there in the external world. There's also a lot of uh, potential for pos- positive change, certainly with the energies that are changing on the planet and the whole QAnon phenomena, which we will cover more in detail in future episodes, won't yeah. we, Mike? But this idea that, you know, uh, the uh, elite paedophile rings, um, that, that, that uh, members of that are going to be arrested and there's going to be a massive disclosure as to the awful things that have been happening on this planet for many eons. So we're all kind of sat with our popcorn... Nom, 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 When's this going to happen? When this great, when are these arrests and this disclosure going to happen? And that, again, that makes you feel jaded because you're just sat in a sat around waiting for this event to happen, which never seems to happen, does it, Mike? We get fed little, little bits of information, like with the Wayfair. Yeah. You've been following that a bit more than yeah. I have. So, what what is the, the Wayfair situation? Um, well, the Wayfair thing just um, was it came to light that they were selling two hundred pound cabinets for like. 15,000 on there. Oh, it's a guild, gold plating or something. They, there was a lot of the listings, like identical pictures, um, and the only thing that changed in the title of it was um, a different boys or girls name. Sure. And it wasn't only cabinets, there were like 10 grand pillows and shower curtains, right. but with always uh, a boys or girls name that you could roughly trace back to going missing that year or something. Right, okay. Um, so it kind of looked like, yeah, they were, were trafficking children. So the serial, is that right, the serial number of, or the product number related to, like, the number of a child that was missing, is that right? You can not, the, not the serial number, not the it serial. was literally the name, so if the, you know, like Ikea calls sure. their, like, um, everything can, it's got a weird name. Like Billy Bookcase or something. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, imagine if, like, the same cabinet had Jaden janet or something right, like that okay, and all these yeah, different sure. names in front of sure. the rest of the Prefix. name of that cabinet yeah, yeah. um and if you'd search that name 
as missing person, they would come up with a missing persons report about that person. Sure, yeah. So you think there is some legitimacy? I haven't looked into it. You have more. Do you think there's some legitimacy to that? Because obviously I did see a BBC a news article that said, you know, that was just decrying it as as, the, as they would, a conspiracy theory. But you think there's some truth to it? Oh, I definitely think there's some truth to it. Um, the weirdest thing is I've just watched it. Oh, we shouldn't really be talking about this too much, should we? But um, saw a video where um, it was actually an advert for Wafer, sure. where it was just loads of boxes being delivered places. And then you oh, open uh, the I'll box. Put, I'll put a link in. Yeah, the and they opened these boxes up. And there was a child inside. Right, and this, and in as far as we know, Mike, it hasn't been uh, doctored or uh, edited. It, this is a bona well, fide ad. As far as I'm aware, from... like, but the way it seems is like if you had seen it without that prior knowledge, sure, you might have thought it's a bit weird. But you know, nothing, nothing. But with untoward. the with the child, the paedophile element, you think, oh my god, this is just. Yeah, were they actually doing that intentionally as an sure. advertisement? Hey guys. It could be, as we were discussed before this recording, as I say, I'll put a link in the description for that, Mike. Um, it could be them saying, look, we have so much power that we can just flagrantly flog it in your faces, the whole elite paedophile uh, ring, and there's nothing you could do about it. I mean, there could be an element of that, couldn't there? Yeah. I mean, that's incredibly uh, arrogant, though, isn't it, to, to think that they could still get away with it to that degree. And do you know what the funniest thing is? Um, Facebook, when this thing came out, was just like, by the time I'd even seen the story, there was a little thing underneath it going, um, Facebook has fact-checked this and says it's false. So I read the story, and then I went back and read what, um, you know, what Facebook meant, but it was like, it's been fact-checked. Yeah, because that's a bit of a misnomer. And then, but... and then it turns out, yeah, they just went to Wayfair and was like, so are you trafficking children? And they were like, no. And right. so they were just like, yep, see, it's false. Right, okay. And this is... Um... It's a US company, is it? Um, I believe so, yeah. Right, okay. Well, thank you for sharing it. I'd, it, it it's been at the periphery of my uh, awareness of what's been going on in the last week since we did a recording. But, yeah, thank you for that. Yeah. So, um, first of all, what we want to talk about uh, today, Mike, is how our listeners can survive the maelstrom of the whole media fear. So, you've got the media fear within the mainstream news networks, like BBC, Sky, CNN, CNBC. And also, you've also got the fear, I call it doom porn in the alternative media. But first of all, we'll talk about media fear with regards to the mainstream news, which in the last few days has begun to break down because even the mainstream news are now saying that the figures are dodgy, for want of a more technical <laughs> phrase. So their original fears around, you know, promoting numbers of deaths getting out of hand, they're now actually admitting that the government were actually lying or fixing the figures. Yeah, um, so everyone in the, you know, um, alternative community has been believing that, um, well, not just believing, there's been proof and evidence that um, most of these COVID, recorded COVID-19 deaths on the death certificate haven't been COVID-19 no. deaths no. Um, th as far as the doctors are concerned the advice is if someone has died and possibly might have symptoms of COVID-19 or hasn't been in contact with someone with COVID-19 then it goes down on the deaths yeah I mean official figures show that um cancer deaths have dropped by 93 yeah, so percent during this COVID-19 yeah. period because you know all the cancer deaths are just 
COVID-19 now. Yeah. So we've been saying this for ages. It's great that it's finally come about. It's almost like the conspiracies are now mainstream because we've all been within this alternative community since March, since it all really kicked off in the Western world, at least the coronavirus pandemic. We've been saying this and now we're getting confirmation. But do you know what I find the crazy thing is, though? The other narrative seems to be coming out, um, which I'm not sure how many people believe this, but I've seen um, evidence of this on Facebook, yeah. of um, people going, well, the government didn't lie. They're just fudging the figures now so they don't look so bad. Sure. So that's how the mainstream narrative will try, will try and interpret it, that the government aren't lying, but they're manipulating things because actually, well, you know, they're not lying. It's, it, yeah, it's... Like you said earlier, Mike, it's a pantomime. It, yeah. is, it is, you know, it is literally a pantomime. Um, and that's what we kind of like designed this episode around saying is just yeah. like when you see news like this coming out as being so ridiculously, um, you know, you just can't believe it, can't get behind it. Just detach from it. See the funny side to it. See how, you know, the ridiculousness for what it is. Mm. And you almost see half the time ministers when they make these announcements uh, I know I've seen Pretty Patel when she's made announcements. They're almost smirking. Have you seen them? They're, they're not almost. They are smirking. And it's almost as if they know that we know that it's nonsense. It's lies. But also the corollary to that is they know that we know there's nothing that we can really do about it. So it's like, ha ha. And, you know, most of the society just goes along with the mainstream narrative, but at the same time, everyone in the alt community is going, well, hang on, we, we know what's really going on behind mm. this. And you didn't have to, you haven't needed to have been like a, you know, an Inspector Clouseau or, or Morse to, to work it out. It's yeah. so obvious. It's so obvious. I mean, the downgrading of the disease before they put in the... In March, on the, the government website. Yeah. yeah. Um, you know, um, saying that asymptomatic people can't pass it on um, mm. by the... Who? Well, yeah, yeah, by the World Health Organization, <laughs> which we linked in our last episode, yeah. I mean, all I would say, um, try not to get too frustrated and jaded by what's going on, because I think eventually the kind of... And the gaslighting that's going on, the deliberate uh, misinformation, disinformation, actually, from the government... Um, to just remember, eventually, I think it is like a, a, a ball of yarn. It will unravel, and hopefully that will bring more people over to, this, to, to our way of thinking in the alternative community, which is that this is largely, whether it's a real uh, event or not, at the very least, the figures have been manipulated, or at the very worst, the whole thing's been planned. Yeah. Uh, I'm still kind of sitting in the middle there, erring towards it being a pandemic. Um, but and just remember, you know, try not to get too jaded about it or try not to get too frustrated. Would you agree, Mike? Because it is really easy. Well, the thing is, um, by getting jaded and frustrated with the news and um, being drawn in by it, yeah. it's all like um, a magic trick. The closer you look, the less you see what's truly going on. And because you're getting drawn in, your, your brain gets frustrated. Like, hang on, how did that get to there? Sure. So if you just pull back you don't give it your attention you don't give it control over that part of you mm. that wants to get frustrated by it mm. so that's once you've kind of like taken that step back you can actually um like we were saying laugh at it see it as a pantomime covid's behind you yeah. oh no it's not Especially as we approach christmas and dreaded you know lockdown 
two or the second wave, that would be even but more relevant, won't that it? That wouldn't be pantomimes. Amphitheaters are barely still open. Oh, yeah, social distancing. <laughs> yeah, so just just remain um, aware of that because I'm sure a lot of you guys out there are thinking like we are. Moving on, Mike, to the alternative media. Now, there's just as many traps in the alternative media. As we know, you've got people who are saying, you know, that due to the fact that there are um, timelines now are fading and dissolving and we're moving into one timeline which is favourable for the future of humanity, Mike, and then uh, just touching upon the whole QAnon thing, don't worry, don't be deceived by appearances, just trust the plan, sit at home, watch it all unfold. And then alongside that, you've got people who are just filling people with fear, the doom porn mongers, as I call, you know, the mandatory vaccines are coming, there's nothing you can do, this is a key aspect of the new world order, you know, it's all dark, doom and gloom. Now, you know, Mike and I um, look at it and think, as a lot of you do, it's likely that they are going to push for mandatory vaccines because that's the the way that they'll see as the solution to the coronavirus going forward. It's the only way we can return to normal. But what I would say is when you're when you're going to your favourite uh, alternative researchers, like I said before, a few of my Max Egan and um, David Icke, just remember to keep your critical faculties to the same level as you would in the mainstream media. Keep those wires honed and think, and that's why I've, I've been saying, uh, Mike, in the last few days, going to my favourite sites, I'm just getting a bit fed up and bored because it's the same information they're putting out there. And it's like, OK, how do we move on? As I said at the beginning, how do we survive uh, and, you know, retain uh, our sense of, uh, what's the word, sanity and thrive during these times? And one thing I would suggest, even in alternative media, Mike, is maybe have uh, have days where you don't go to Facebook or have days where you don't go to your favourite alternative researcher and get out in nature more and, and focus yeah. on your own projects like me. I'm going to get back to um, playing the guitar and as you know I play the drums Mike and I'm going to focus more on that and I'm not working at the moment so I can do that and you know for all of you make sure you, you give time which I'm sure you do to your creative projects and as you would just say Mike you know take your face away from the Covid map and remove yourself and go up to a level of altitude and then you can actually see more and the more distance you are from the whole covid event shall we say or pandemic whatever you want to call it you can see more can't you so what do you think about that mike in terms of the alternative media yeah i mean talk about getting drawn in um i remember watching a <laughs> david wilcock video about we both did, didn't yeah, we? Do you remember it was easter wasn't it um, he was talking about there was going to be three days of darkness, beginning of Easter, and I'm like, this sounds like an April Fool's. Yeah. <laughs> but, I, was, I was brought in, you know me, Mike. <laughs> Typical Gemini, the next shiny thing. <laughs> you know, so it was all like, you know, it was a very appealing um, thing that he was going on with it. And then when he was talking about it's definitely going to be this, that, and the other, and that, you know, and then it's all like, sit down, let it happen, just trust it was literally, the plan. He actually he called it a sit down, didn't he? Yeah. Three days of darkness because... We'll have three days of uh, the media will only, um, there will be no internet. All you'll be able to see is footage from Guantanamo Bay. That's what he said, didn't he? So, so you know, that definitely didn't happen. Yeah. Um, and this is what I mean by don't get too drawn in by it. Because um, at the end of the day, during this whole lockdown period, it's almost like the universe was saying, right, everyone just 
take a take a moment to to work on yourself for a bit. You know, yeah. you've got no worries, you've got no pressures. Oh, yeah. um, as long as you've got food on the table and yeah. you know you can keep surviving, work on yourself. Yeah. Um, and yeah, so don't get too distracted. Don't get brought in because. Even if it is, you know, the old news and it's saying, yeah, things are going to coming out and revelations are, are coming. Yeah. Don't hold your breath. And if you're holding your breath for it, you're only going to drive yourself crazy in the exactly, meantime. Exactly, because it's bad enough our breath is being um, depleted uh, by the mask. We'll go on to that in a minute. I just want to talk about, yeah, the alternative media, one last aspect. And of course, we'll be covering all of these things again, Mike. Um, is the idea of the saviour complex and looking for a researcher or an author or a YouTuber or a bit shooter to be <laughs> contemporary who appears to have the information or who have, who has listened to the QAnon material and then has run with it and it's like this is definitely going to happen like someone I was listening to the other day obviously I won't mention them I'm not being critical I'm just observing it was saying you know don't worry sit down everything's going to be re revealed before the US elections in November Trump's going to resign before November and a lot of this information around the elite pedophile rings and all the other awful things that are going on are going to come out and it's like mm, okay I'll wait and see but the, the issue of the saviour complex is don't expect an individual or a group to save you or to have the ultimate truth or information because that Mike is going towards about a cult I mean, that's where you get into cult-like thinking. We well, want to avoid that, if possible. It might be an interesting journey, but probably one we want to avoid. Possibly. possibly. I mean, the way I see it, it's that quote from Einstein about um, evil doesn't win because of the evil things people do. Sure. Evil wins because good people sit back and do, do nothing. nothing. Yeah, sure. And this is why I wasn't a big fan of the idea of sit back, trust the plan. Trust the plan, Because yeah. it almost is about disarming um, the, the want or need or drive to actually stand up and do something about all this sure. bullshit that's yeah, going to, on. Yeah, to, to, to take an active role in the transformation of the world or to be to be the example, you know, be the example to others of the world, that the kind of world that you want to live in. And I feel there is a danger of a lot of material out there at the moment even on the level of there's energetic shifts that are happening on the planet thinking these things are just going to happen externally or then my life is going to transform no you're still going to have to be at the center of your being and make that um change happen do you agree with that yeah um because it's a whole difference between being an active or a passive um involvement in your own life in that sense yeah sure. not just society your own life yeah yeah sure and i would just uh, lastly on the lockdown, you briefly touched upon it. I think that was a little gift from the universal, from our own cosmos, is saying, look, here, we're going to give you, not for everyone, but for a lot of people, it's like you you can now focus on what actually matters in your life. You know, it might be that you've had a break from work and you think, actually, I hate my job, my career. I want to, you know, deviate to something else. And it might have helped to embolden your um, close relationships or if, you know, if you have children relationships with your children by the same token being in lockdown with loved ones might have made you realize actually i don't really want to stay in this relationship <laughs> anymore it's probably gone 50 50 but that's life that's yeah. the polarity of life uh, at the end of the day um i've always thought this time period you know around say from like 2012 to 2024 sort of thing yeah. would be a case of like everything would come out in the wash not just sure. on a on a global scale but on a personal scale as sure. well 
Um, Our own personal truth. Yeah, because a lot of people do live lives that they convince themselves about and, you know, Mm. things aren't so easy to convince yourself about these days. Yeah, And, and I think more and more as we go forward in the months and years, in, in the same way it's harder for the government to lie and for the people to, to, to fall for that lie, as you're alluding to, Mike, I think it's harder for us to lie to ourselves. It's like there's something stirring in our being and it's coming it's coming to that coming to the surface, like the analogy you've used quite a bit of the mud or crud at the bottom of a, a glass or a yeah. jug and when you pour more water in it more we've and had more, a little bit to come up so far, but, but it's yeah. going to come a point where a lot of it is just going to yeah. all come because up at once. Because I equate the energetic shifts that are happening on the on the planet, I equate to like almost like a waterfall that's going to fall down on that that hardened mass of mud, where a lot of our issues and our dark psychology that needs shifting, and that is going to come to the surface. And I think we see it in the mainstream world in that quite a lot of celebrities are coming out and making very weird statements or you see celebrities that are virtually naked on instagram and they're they it's like we're still here it's almost like we're seeing a slow death of the cult of celebrity aren't we and yeah. it's like we're still here even though my new film hasn't been commissioned because of social distancing i'm still here and they're making more and more absurd woke statements that are just crazy yeah if they can't be um taking photos off while they're kind of like falling out of a taxi in a nightclub or something. <laughs> you know, we forget they exist. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. So uh, we briefly touched upon it, but we will uh, talk about it again now. The dreaded issue, issue of masks, which I've spoken about in my coronavirus musings. Well, we want to talk about it uh, in the light of the COVID-19 survival guide and how to survive and thrive in these crazy times. How you can subvert the wearing of a mask if it is compulsory uh, or the jurisdiction wherever you are in the world. Uh, Mike, you came up with the phrase of malicious compliance. Yeah, so I like this idea where, right, if you're going to have to wear a mask, if you're doing it in protest, at least say a statement about it so um imagine wearing a mask where it's just written on it this is a placebo security theater (laughs) or go a next stage um write information that might get starting people researching about stuff you know like the wayfair scandal or or, you know i wonder how long it's going to be before someone asks you to take your mask off it read prince andrew as a pedo (laughs) so basically um just subvert the process just mock it and we know um, this is about trying to put us into fear in that it's a compliance test. And on the one hand, a lot of you guys like Mike and I, Mike and I, we're not happy about having to wear a mask because we, we know, you know, in a sense, we are kind of like failing the compliance <laughs> test because we are going along with it. But we're both going to try and subvert it by writing a message on a mask like Mike was talking. Or you can get all these weird and wonderful masks can't you that are like hideous face or yeah yeah just freaks people out (laughs) you know makes you look twice like whoa what is that yeah exactly i mean some of them are a little bit too graphic i've seen one which is of a male member shall we say so maybe (laughs) maybe one for after the watershed when children are aware but it was just like all these hideous teeth and then the male member springing forward so just come up to you with one of those medical masks and was like can you put this over that please please? (laughs) So maybe don't go down that route. Um, something else to touch upon in the mask, and this is uh, I want to give a shout out to 
uh, a researcher who goes by the name of Magenta Pixie and she's got a very successful YouTube channel out and I'll pick, put a link in the description Mike to a discussion she had with three other uh, very conscious individuals where they were talking about the conscious wearing of masks and how you can make a decision either to wear the mask or not to wear the mask or to get one of these things you can download I think from government websites ex exemptions if you've got asthma or say you have anxiety or you have autism or any numerous conditions that make you exempt but it's about making a conscious decision whereby you don't let the wearing of a mask diminish you like you said earlier yeah. it's about you may choose to wear a mask but it's not like oh i'm doing this and the government are winning it's not it's not that it's like you're making and as like these four ladies uh, with magenta pixie uh very eloquently described it's about making that conscious decision isn't it Mike? yeah uh, so the whole idea of wearing a mask is it is a bit dehumanizing it's, it's muzzling and we know historically the slaves wore masks it's not just that um not being able to see the facial features exactly. of somebody else you can't see if they're smiling at you or sure. kind of like looking like they're kind of come up to you for a <laughs> fight or something yeah it's... um you know not being able to see someone's face or not being able to smile at someone when they walk past you sure. that is a dehumanizing thing um because you know our I remember hearing a while ago just that you know smile at everyone you walk past it might be the only smile they see today yeah as we said last time and the other thing is sorry to interrupt mike is that you know it is a real attack on humanity because when you can't see people's facial uh, facial expressions and you can't just go about your day smiling and laughing at people that really is an attack on our humanity so by the one token in order to survive and thrive during the COVID crisis, you make that conscious decision whether to wear the mask or not. You still obviously have at the back of your mind that there is a sinister, like we said in yeah. the last recording, element to this. So uh, I know with the UK, they're making it mandatory to wear masks. From 24th of July. In shops, In shops, correct? but yeah. not all public places yet. Yeah. So the idea is right now, you only have to put the mask on as you go into the shop. Sure. There's no point kicking up a fuss and trying sure. to record a YouTube video of you kind of like oh destroying my. the shelves. <laughs> you know, we we cannot wear masks. This is heretical. Oh, I, was, I, was thinking, I was thinking of doing that and waiting for the police to arrive. I think that's enough cut. <laughs> you know, getting the £100 fine or whatever it's going to be. It's £100 Yeah, um, it's just not worth it you're giving if anything you're giving more power to them by doing that yeah, you're giving more credence yes for sure yeah and at the end of the day yeah it's ridiculous but shop owners have to be seen to be doing that because sure. that's what they've been told to do and this whole thing is trying to divide people because once we're divided it's easier to conquer us exactly so as long as um you know you only put the mask on when you go into the shop as soon as you walk out of the shop you put it down it's not really going to be too much of an issue for that period of time. I mean, what I would add, Mike, is that, thank you for that, is the reason why I'm not going to go for trying to get some form of exemption and proof is because, I, it sounds like I'm copying out, but I think if you're in a, in a shop and you haven't got a mask, even though you've got your exemption, people are going to go, why aren't you wearing the mask? And it, there's the potential for conflict. And I just don't want to get in situations where I've got to defend myself. And people might even... I've seen clips on YouTube, um, on Facebook, sorry, um, where people have, you know, literally been physically attacked. And you do... You will make yourself a target. And this is what I'm talking about. About the divide and conquer. Yeah. Um, and going back to what you're on about, though, is... So, 
if you do wear a mask and you're not a fan of it, you feel like, oh, that's taking power away from you. Mm. But by thinking that, you are letting it taking power exactly. away from you. Exactly. Um, so don't see it as a big deal right now because, you know, the next step, if they do implement it as a, you've got to wear it all the time, even walking down the high street. Sure. That's where I think it will go next level. and. Um, but then there's the, the plus side of that. There's the potential for much more public opposition. Yeah. And, and people just going, hold on, this is ridiculous. There's no way I'm complying with yeah. this. I mean, there's going to be like protests of like thousands of people all not exactly. wearing masks. The police can't arrest all exactly. of them. Exactly. So, yeah, watch this space on that. Now, the next issue in terms of uh, Mike vaccines beautifully links or segues into masks because obviously... <sighs> As we said in our last recording, uh, a lot of the uh, the main element of mask wearing, in, in, in addition to divide and rule, is how much will people take, the compliance test. And in the main, you know, people will comply, unfortunately, because of the ease of everyday life. And then it's going to be, well, it's just it's just a vaccine. What are you, what are you scared about? You, you've had the BCGE at high school when you were 11 or senior school, or polio and all the others, diphtheria and all the others that we may or may not have had. So why why are you gonna resist the the vaccine? Now th- this is this the issue of the vaccine is a whole different ball game because personally me Ant will not accept the vaccine. Yeah. Whether that and I, you agree, don't you? Mark? I've got a phobia of needles. Full stop. Oh, well, so you've got I'm... that building, all, and I'm sure lots of our conscious <laughs> listeners to discerning consciousness will also want to, if at all possible, avoid the vaccine. Now. Um, it, I think this, if the powers that be go full on for mandatory vaccines, Mike, I think this is where we could see like a delineation in society where you have a kind of they live type underground society forming of those that don't want to consent. And then you get those that will just go along with it. Now, what will that look like? Because if we do live in a world where you're going to need eventually the chip or the mark of the beast to buy food, it's going to be a difficult world because they yeah. will incentivize it. That will be their goal. I'm not. I'm not giving, I'm not like playing the doom porn card and saying this is what will happen, but we have to be aware of the language that they're using and the tech, psychological techniques that they're using in that the only way we can return to normal society or the new normal is if everyone's vaccinated. Yeah, I mean... The so way you have I to be s- realistic. Yeah, I mean, the way I see it is when the vaccines first get um, introduced, Yeah. Yes, um, it, they'll eventually try and do it mandatory because you know what yeah. they're like. But they'll incentivise it. Yeah. But they can't make it mandatory when it first comes no, out because there won't be enough to go around. No, they'll have no, to do sure. it in stages. And that'd so, be a PR own goal as well. And I reckon they would introduce it as um, so the vaccines are here now. We're just going to be vaccinating all our like over the, 60s, most vulnerable people, uh, NHS workers, all Street those sort work. of things. You know, they're the ones that got to get it first. But um, they'll start having like a pre-order list. Do you want to get your vaccine? Exactly. Come on down. Exactly. If you get it in the first, um, say, so-and-so period of time, you won't even have to pay for exactly. it or something. You get free nectar points or free, free points on your Tesco's card or something. Then the next stage will be like, okay then, not enough people have got the vaccine. Yes. 
That's uh, when I have to ramp it up. Then there'll be the divide and conquer again about sure. the people with and the people sure. without the vaccine. So those that who've taken it will get certain privileges that will be denied those that haven't taken no, it. No, no, this is going to be um, possibly to begin with, yeah. until the chip comes around at least, right. possibly to begin with, it's uh, going to be a class punishment system of, look, not all of you are complying, oh, so, so you're it, all getting punished. So the majority, oh, I see what you mean. And yeah, then yeah. it will force the people that have complied to be angry at the people that haven't complied. Sure. So that's when the majority kicks off on the minority. Yeah. And then there will be, then, you know, the people will scream, well, make it mandatory then. Sure. And yeah. they'll, they'll have asked for it at that Sure, point. sure. Yeah. So it's not so much, again, what the government or authorities are doing to us. It will be what the people will demand. Because that's the game. Yeah. Problem, reaction, solution. That's it. And also from a... From an occultist perspective, they have to gain approval for all their magic tricks and for all yeah. their rituals. You know, like I'm convinced that here in the UK, uh, for about 10 weeks, we had on a Thursday night clap for heroes or clap for NHS workers. <laughs> and I think that that was like a complicit uh, way in which the public were being duped into clapping for the destruction of the NHS because closing hospitals for three months and only leaving it open in the main for emergencies and covid patients has essentially destroyed the nhs yeah not today not tomorrow next month but looking into the future the nhs is, is just finished well they've just in its um, current form yeah they just voted down a protection bill of the nhs yeah but going back to the vaccines for a sure, second yeah interesting how um, boris johnson has pledged 90 million vaccines for yeah Britain. ordered yeah ordered yeah We've only got 66, 67 million people in this country. That's playing safe. So why, is why has he ordered a, a third more, essentially? <laughs> what, what do you... What no, do it's you a reckon? half more. He's added another half. 30 million yeah, on so it. so what do you equate that to? <sighs> well, <clears throat> to be honest, that was most probably going to be a situation where the vaccines will roll out and then after um, several million of these vaccines, you know, tens of millions have been used, mm. loads of people will be getting ill from the vaccine. They'll report, oh, crap, um, this first batch, we didn't um, oh. kill, mute the, va um, the virus enough. Right. Okay. So they've actually given COVID-19 to, say, 30 million people. Right, okay. And then they suddenly go, ah. Don't worry, we've already paid for more vaccines. Right, okay. And then their excuse would be, well, we were so keen to protect lives by getting it out quicker than normal, we couldn't have seen this eventuality, but we have prepared. Exactly. That... <laughs> Mike, <laughs> you're so cynical, but you're probably going to be proven true. Watch this space. Well, going back to what we just said earlier, <clears throat> yeah. I don't mean this to be um, fear porn or doom porn, whatever no, you call sure. it. It's just... Um, how my brain thinks where it's like how the the powers that be would want this plan to yeah, yeah, work sure. out in yeah, their favour. Yeah. The hope is it doesn't go this way and no. um, I really do put a lot of energy and effort into thinking how it could go better. Yeah, wait, I mean, this just a uh, critical analysis, but you're not, your emotions aren't being drawn. You're not fearful whilst analysing. Exactly. So, um, you know, please don't be scared of it. Whatever yeah. I say, it's just... It that's could, their preferred outcome yeah it's their preferred outcome yeah. let's hopefully hope for a different outcome yeah a more conscious discerning outcome yes <laughs> so we just finished uh, this episode mike on the idea of humor we covered it in terms of 
the idea of the mask and malicious compliance. I don't know why I'm doing that because no one can see what I'm doing. Can't put my hand over your face. Hand over my face. Might hear my sound slightly muted, but there you go. I've been feeling a bit crazy in recent days, as I said at the beginning, with this feeling of jaded. But anyway, my point is, Mike, and for our listeners, please do try and. Um, a real key to surviving the COVID nonsense is humour, isn't it? And that there is life beyond COVID-19, as I said earlier, in terms of, you know, developing uh, your creativity and really throwing yourself into your creative exploits. Laugh, as we said earlier, laugh at the absurdity of it all. Yeah. And just, you know, when you're researching and look at your alternative favourite sites, even then have healthy scepticism because I'm suspicious of anyone that says they know exactly what's happening or they know the truth and you should be following them and not look at other sources because they only have fragments of the truth. And as we said before, Mike, that's how cults operate. So anyone in the alternative that says they know what's happening and it's all going to unfold to a certain timeline that coincides with the presidential elections, be sceptical. Don't get me wrong. I think there will be quite big disclosures before the election in the States. Oh, I reckon big things will happen all around the world yeah. in the next, what are we now, seven? So the next kind of like five, six months. Yeah, until the end of the year. But but don't sit at home and, you know, there's have scepticism in terms of it might not actually affect your, um, your personal life to any great degree. I mean, I'll give you an example, Mike, for the benefit of our listeners. I'm not working at the moment. You know, I'm I'm hoping that that strings-free, uh, guaranteed universal income comes along. But you know, I might have a long wait, and there might be some certain strings like, well, you need to have been vaccinated to have the uh, guaranteed universal income. Yeah. You know, and that's just a, a little anecdote that needs to kick my butt into next week in terms of you know getting some gainful employment. But and that's what we were talking about earlier about being an active member of your own life and not just passively wait to, for for you to be saved. Yeah, sure. Yeah, absolutely. So I think I round well round things up now. So we'll definitely do more recordings in future, Mike. I enjoyed today, and hope you guys have enjoyed. Thank you for listening in. This idea of COVID nineteen, looking in it from a more conscious, discerning, discerning way in terms of how our listeners and ourselves we can survive, and you know, look beyond the feeling of uh, feeling jaded and analysis paralysis. I mean. As I said before, I'm Gemini, so I'm constantly in this kind of research. I want new information. And as we said at the beginning, well, even with something as big as COVID-19 or the coronavirus, you do reach a point where there's no new incoming information. Yeah, I was going to say, at the beginning of the lockdown, it was a new thing every day. And then it kind of like really dried up. Yeah, it has. So uh, thank you again for listening, folks. Um, You can catch Discerning Consciousness on all the main social media outlets. So we're on Facebook, we have a Facebook group and a Facebook page. We're also on Instagram and on Twitter. And also, if you could press the follow button on the Podomatic site if you haven't already done so, because that really helps us out. That's great. And also, obviously, um, if you can share this uh, episode on all your own social media platforms, that would be great. So thank you for joining us today, Mike. Yeah, it's been fantastic speculating. And uh, hope you guys have fun and... Try and survive. <laughs> yeah, exactly. That's the most important thing. Just not to, just to, um, yeah, keep your consciousness at a s- certain level. Because I wanted to do this recording. I said to you at the beginning, Mike, because I've been feeling a bit swamped, and it's nice yeah. just to, 
to you know help our listeners if they've been feeling the same so we just leave you with these wise wise words once again folks if you're not in control of your consciousness then someone else is bye for now Thank you.